Hey there, friends. Welcome to another episode of The Common Kaiser Show. It's great to have you here today. Great to have an amazing guest with us as well. Uh, this is not only just another episode, but this is also our 50th episode. So, wow, we've come so far. Well, at least I have. <laughs> Welcome. Um, it's been a ride. So, without further ado, kind of start getting into things. A uh, bit about our guest today. Uh, we both attended Cedarville University together. I uh, ran on the track and field team for two years. I think you started my junior year. Uh, he is a... I had written on here senior mechanical engineering major, but he changed it, and I just found that out like a few minutes ago. So you are a what? Sophomore, junior, computer science? Somewhere in between. Somewhere in between, all right. <laughs> a jufmore something or soft-your? I don't know. It doesn't Any, work. I've tried, man. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, he's initially from Indianapolis, Indiana. And yeah, so that's a bit about him. So Jake, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here, man. Pleasure to be here. Nice, nice. Is there uh, anything I forgot or feel like adding in there? I think you covered it. Sounds good to me. I do have a dog. You do have a dog. All right. What's his or her name? Pre. Pre? All right. What's... As in Prefontaine, the runner? Oh, I was thinking like Prius, but <laughs> close enough. Oof. oof, oof. All right. Well, uh, without further ado, I guess let's get into the warm up. So first question. What is your ideal morning routine? Ooh. I am very much a fan of the long, slow morning. I do get up two hours before my first class every day. Uh, Freaking psychopath. <laughs> All right. Love a big breakfast. Love coffee. Good coffee. Good dark roast coffee. Oh. Nothing added. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a 40-year-old instead of 20-year-old's body, I guess. Mm, uh, no, you're but. just a freak in a normal body. All right. <laughs> What is your favorite genre of book? Of book. Wow. See, that's a tough one. I am not the best at reading, no, but I'll wing it. Um, I am a Tolkien fan. So, I've I've gotten into reading the books a little more. I like fantasy and stuff. I guess. Right. Or Christian fantasy, right? Isn't it kind of like I've never read Lord of the Rings. You know there's elements of it in there, but I think he he definitely deviates more than like C.S. Lewis did. Yeah, fair enough. Mhm. All right, what's the last adventure or fun trip you've been on? First one that comes to mind, I don't know if it's necessarily most recent, but um, uh, it shows you how long it's been. Freshman year afterwards, we uh, we went to Maine for um, Isaac Wheeler's wedding, and that mm -hmm. was quite a quite a long time in a uh, in a van with a, a few people that got to know a little bit better i guess how long was the drive 17 hours one way Ugh. so but it was it was it was it was it was a blast y'all's bestest buddies now right yeah we were we went through that was my first time on the east coast and we went through uh i guess just a lot of states i hadn't been in before but i was most surprised probably by vermont i think it's just, in terms of just like distant beauty that's it's it's a hidden gem with the green hills <laughs> and everything and maine was maine was uh Maine was pretty up, pretty high up there too. Mm. So, it, it, it's I couldn't imagine living up there, being in the cold all that time. But at least for the summer when we were there, it was it was a blast. There you go. It's like Alaska when it's warm. It's real nice when it's cold. Mm, no, thank you. All right, where would you say is the farthest you've ever felt from home? Ooh. See, that's strange because the farthest I've ever been from home is definitely Colorado. No, Colorado. Yeah, Colorado. Um, but farthest I've probably felt might actually be here at Cedarville just because of like living here when I, when I moved off campus and uh, I spent an actual winter break here, um, mm. like living here, like for that amount of time, that was the longest time I'd ever been away from home. Um, and it definitely, it, it did feel kind of, kind of distant just because, um, I don't know, there's, it's a whole different vibe out here, um, compared to city of indianapolis and where i grew up spent like an entire 20 years so um i've definitely been i've been much further places i've been to colorado i've been to an island in the caribbean before but mm. um i don't know it's just living on your own it's 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 new to me it's a different experience mm -hmm. would you rather go hang gliding or whitewater rafting Ooh, whitewater rafting mm. not that i'm terrified of heights but i don't really like long falls have you done both <laughs> or either before actually neither neither they're both good um what are what is a small thing that makes your day better small thing good question i don't know big thing a big thing <laughs> i don't mean to stall too long but humor me 
Wow, off the top of my head, it's it's kind of hard. Um, I think just, I don't know. I think just just anytime I'm like around someone that I love, like I don't know, I, I um, I told you earlier, I have a a niece that's that's just over a year old, mm-hmm. and um, I've spent some uh, occasional times with her lately, just because she's within visiting range, and just little things she does is just I don't know, it's. It's, it's other people's kids kind of freak me out sometimes, but um, when it's someone related to you, mm. just little things she does are just like the cutest little yep. hilarious things. They say kids are like farts. You don't mind your own, but everybody <laughs> else's is horrible. <laughs> um, what would you say is your favorite quirk to see in other people? Like a small little, I don't know, I'm going double or, double or nothing for this small stuff. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, maybe like... The ability to like, kind of like, not take oneself too seriously, but like also without like the self degradation, oh you know, gosh. kind of like a there's a there's a I, I think there's that. a fine line that some people have learned to learn to tread where they can be, um, they can laugh at themselves, but they don't have to like, it, it's not necessarily at their own expense. Where do I lie on that spectrum? Hmm. <sighs> Should we circle back? Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say are your top two favorite colors? Ooh. Um, I've always been a fan of blue. There you go. But I, second one might be hard to pick. I've I used to be a big fan of green, not so much anymore. Learned an appreciation for black just for the contrast, you know. Blue and black. All right. Yeah. All right. I respect that. I guess you did choose the black microphone. So. Indeed. <laughs> what city would you most like to live in? Wow. Ah. You city is a tough one because I'm actually not. I don't. I don't think oh, of myself as much of a city boy person, over, no. but not a country person either. A and suburb? maybe uh, <laughs> Mars. I feel. I feel like what that do puts you me in a bad boat. Like what do you? Eat? Uh, whatever. Anyway, so I don't know. I'm, a ma- I'm a mountain kid. Oh, I, I don't know. I. I I've always. Kids. I've only taken a couple trips out to the mountains, but each time they've like they've been the coolest places I've ever been. Mm. So. Maybe like if we're thinking city, maybe like a Colorado Springs or something would you be really cool. You picked a bad state to go to college in. Gosh. Uh, yeah. All right. If you were to direct a movie, what would it be about? Ooh. You know, I am a fan of submarine movies. Submarine movies. I don't. I don't know a ton about submarines, but I always thought it would be kind of cool. Have you ever seen the movie The Hunt for the Red October? I've seen. I've seen a fair amount of. I've seen Red October. I've seen. What is it? U five seven one Widowmaker. Uh, hmm. I don't know. All, right, all, all the most popular ones, I think. So that's an idea. A submarine. What do you think of the Beatles song in the Yellow Submarine? I was never a Beatles fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all good. That's Sorry to okay. Beatles fans everywhere. <laughs> yeah. If you were to hug an animal that was a non traditional pet, what would you hug? Hmm. See, I, the first thought is wolf. I do like wolves. A wolf. Okay. Maybe that's not. I don't know. It's like it's not traditional. I guess. I mean, as any it's close to a dog, though. Yeah. As long as it doesn't claw your chest out. But <laughs> then again, most animals that are non-traditional. You know. I used to be a big fan of bats, but you can't exactly hug those, can you? I mean, you can. It's <laughs> kind of hard. Probably more like a hand hug. Hey, some of them are bigger than you think. Two hand hug. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so we're going to settle with wolf or bat. I'll go with wolf. Bat, wolf. All right. What is something that a ton of people are obsessed with, but you just don't get the point of? Hmm. First thing that came to mind is country music. Like I said, I am not a country boy. <laughs> I like the mountains. Whatever. <laughs> Different kind of country, you know? Fair enough. <laughs> Hiking those mountains while listening to rap. Definitely... Um, I think, well, TikTok. Gosh, like Kesha's song or the uh... any any like TikTok and um and, and some some forms of some ways people use Instagram. I don't know. It's it's never clicked with me. Like the whole yeah. influencer thing, uh, making a career just out of making videos of yourself. Hang on a second. <laughs> Are you one of those people that like deletes their social media? 
Uh, I did delete my Facebook not <sighs> long ago. I was just about to check. I was be like, I'm not, I'm not gonna check for Instagram on here. Never mind. I do still have an Instagram. I haven't been using it lately. Yeah. I've never been one to post very often. Insta's the place to be. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have TikTok, so. Not to say I don't enjoy seeing my friend's stuff. Do you have a TikTok? I do not have a TikTok. Uh, good man. Respect plus one million. Sorry, Micah. He'll get over it. <laughs> What's your favorite song to listen to when you work out? You know, I've been a big fan of Loyal Like Sid and Nancy by Foster the People. No. I have no clue what that song is about, but I, wow, it is a banger. What was it called? <laughs> Loyal Like Sid and Nancy. Loyal Like Sid and Nancy? Nancy. <laughs> Nancy. The name Nancy. Uh. <laughs> I'll just put it's probably a like, reference to something terribly inappropriate, and I just—it's over my head. But probably. song sounds great. Going to the gym, popping your AirPods or whatever you have. Oh, I ain't that fancy. You ain't got no AirPods. That's okay. I don't either. If you had to change your name, what would you change it to? We're like getting to the end, just so you know. Maybe Luke. No, not Wade. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I can see it. Maybe a middle name. <laughs> Luke Wade Logan. <laughs> Two final questions. Did OJ do it? Woof. I wasn't alive, was I? I mean, neither was I. No, it was like in the 90s. (laughs) You were not alive. Hey, I was alive in the 90s, the late 90s. What, 90, what, 99? 98. (laughs) Yeah. I was 97, so we're 90s kids. But did he do it? Ooh. First instinct says yes, but I don't know. I'm not a judge. Or an investigator of any sort. It's already been decided, so not like <laughs> our opinion matters. All right, final question. What's the best compliment you've ever received? And I ask this to everybody. So if wow. you had seen my show before coming on, you'd have known this was coming. Shoot. I should know this. Best compliment. Wow. Uh, you know, I was pretty happy when one person once called me resourceful. Resourceful? Yes. Which I'm not sure if I would classify myself as that, but I don't know. It Clearly, f- you want to. <laughs> it made me feel smart. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you, Jake. This has been a fantastic conversation, and thank you, audience, for tuning in for now. Oh, we're going to take a brief commercial break to mention our sponsor, and we'll be back with more to hear more about Jake. All right. Welcome back, everybody. It's great to have you here, and great to have Jake here as well. It's been a fantastic conversation so far, at least in my opinion. Uh, I guess we'll kind of start where I guess things start. Uh, I don't know. You're from Indianapolis, Indiana, so might as well start there, right? Start from the there and go work our way over to Ohio, right? Seems appropriate. Yeah, fair enough. Um, what would you say? I don't know. I mean, I've I guess I've been around in in that state before, but what's what would you say is special <clears throat> special about the place you grew up in? Like, g- give us like a tour or something. You know, I liked that it's like, I told, I said earlier I'm not a city boy, but mm-hmm. I do appreciate that it's more of a subtle city. You know, it's, it's you not subtle, not high profile, like one of the bigger ones like Chicago or any of that. But uh, nonetheless, it's, I don't know, you feel, you feel like there's a community, I guess. Um, but it's, it's big enough that you don't necessarily know everyone around you. So I don't really have much to compare it to, I suppose. I've lived there all my life, yeah. but. Fair enough, fair enough. All right. If you were to be from somewhere else, where would you rather be from? Hmm. Maybe. Maine. Out of country? (laughs) Out of country? All right. I think, I don't know. I think some places in Europe look kind of interesting. Such as? Maybe Scotland, where some of my family might... uh, hails from although i'm not really now you're like second generation immigrant or something. oh i'm at least third or so third. maybe okay. fourth i don't All know right. my family history that deeply but we're i'm i'm a mutt so i don't know any of it so <laughs> but yeah um scotland germany maybe i don't know mm. okay all of those sound cool fancy schmancy all right i didn't pick you as a want to live in another country kind of guy but you never know so if you were to say, I don't know, I guess let's let's make this weird. Um, if your child had a specific smell, what would it smell like? Ooh. Uh, shoot. At least part of it would have to do with tire rubber. Tire rubber. I've right. always been a racing fan. That's, racing, like 
I mean, obviously running, but what, you drive, like, carts or something? Oh, I – no, I actually haven't done a lot of racing myself, unfortunately. I'd love to get into it if I ever had the money for it, but – NASCAR or drag racing? Ew, not NASCAR. <laughs> and not drag racing either. What Those is... were the worst two categories you could have picked. <laughs> so then what category is the best? All right, so maybe we should go back to the Indianapolis question. In case you didn't know, we have yeah. a uh, fantastic race there called the Indy 500. Yeah, okay. Happens, you know, every year. Might may or may not be the biggest single day That's sporting event. That's the one with like horses, right? <laughs> wow. Just Come on, guys. Nah, yeah. My dad got me into. Uh, I wasn't actually into IndyCar first. I was into Formula One racing, um, which is international and like street courses talk to me like i know nothing i i don't know what's going on here open wheel racing so not like nascar not those those crappy things that actually look like cars no these things look. what's a closed wheel like a wheel that's like open or something over it you know like a oh i was thinking like your wheel whatever the arch is called got like a cut in your tire oh it's an open wheel race (laughs) wow no no thank you no like the first the first image that comes to your race car unless you're a nascar fan it's that very aerodynamic, almost like almost looks like a jet plane type of deal with the spoiler on the back and the, the air intake right over the driver's head. Mm. Wheels are completely exposed and everything. There's a front wing. That's called a Formula car. So IndyCar, Formula One, those are the biggest names in Formula racing. Right. IndyCar has the Indy 500 in Indianapolis, and that is like probably the biggest. Like They, they call it sometimes the Super Bowl of racing. So I've been to that a few times. Huge fan. And a couple of times I also got to see Formula One races and my childhood hero, Michael Schumacher, drive a Ferrari F1 car around the street course of Indianapolis. Gotcha. So once you become this successful whatever, you're going to go and like become a racing star, right? <laughs> I dreamed of it when I was a child. Um, there was actually, when I was still in mechanical engineering, I kind of, that was kind of the path I wanted to go. I wanted to have some sort of some form of automotive job and there was part of me that wanted to travel the world as like a f1 engineer but um like as i grew older that dream kind of like seemed a little bit more distant and i learned i didn't really like the mechanical stuff as much but the racing still is a huge passion gotcha on a scale of one to ten rate your own driving i'd say an eight Everyone rates themselves pretty highly, I'm sure. They do. <laughs> you didn't say 10, so... Do you know stick shift? I wish. Maybe that, that would you be... You can't rate... Okay. That's what I would have to do to get it to a 10. I, I'd have to no. learn stick shift. I, <laughs> no, I... Actually, you asked me if Ryan Rager had done this earlier. I think... I think it was him he said 10, and I asked him if he did stick, and he didn't know stick. I was like, oh, oh that's really? a nice 10 you got there. If you actually he drives watch, stick now, he says. So I'd have to see it to believe it. <laughs> he probably was like, oh, Wade called me out. Actually, probably didn't give it a second thought. But anyway, um, okay, so you don't know stick. I think if you don't know stick, you shouldn't be able to rate yourself higher than a 7. Oh. Just saying. That's my opinion. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I know it, but I'd, I don't know. I'd love to learn someday. I think that, w- that would be... I don't know. I've always I've always thought that that would feel really good just to have like more a little more control over the car. Yeah, control is. is something I really like when I'm driving. So just like yeah, that 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 makes sense. You know, you want to control your vehicle. Yeah. Well, I mean, stick. I don't know. Like I, it's been a long time since I've done it. Uh, I know my favorite memory I think is like driving it and forgetting to turn off the e-brake and then like stalling at an intersection it was like well, this is awkward <laughs> sorry right. i was only running late to school um so yeah it's one of those things it's like i think you just kind of you get a feel for it but mm-hmm. you know if you're a world-class type one <laughs> formula, formula one, one oh, formula one <laughs> formula 409 uh driver then uh yeah you should probably know it um okay um i guess if you were to have looking at either that or maybe just other things i don't know like if you were to have a video memory of something from like your childhood what would it like if you had somewhere you could like always look back and see hmm how far can we stretch the term childhood uh honestly i don't care you stretch Hmm. it however you see fit i think some of the uh the coolest times i had as a kid was when i was just getting into running um I guess it wasn't, I don't know, sometimes it feels longer ago than it actually was, but eighth grade was kind of when I first got into running, really, and I, I was doing, it was my first year with track, and I, I, I was surprised. I loved it. Um, 
I'd always kind of stayed away from it because it's like, oh, running in circles. That's, ah. what, that's what everyone says, right? When they, when they haven't done it before, but it does take a degree of uh, appreciation for it. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. So, I think maybe some videos of that, um, or maybe I don't know that that same that same year or era was when um, when we had a. I think that was probably my best year when I was in youth group at church, um, and. That was when we did the missions trip down in the Caribbean, um, and that was just, I don't know, that was a cool time. I had a really cool youth group leader back then, so maybe, like, videos of some of those experiences would be really cool to look back on. Gotcha. So this trip to the uh, Caribbean, I, I think you said places you've been. You mentioned that in our warm-up. Um, like, what did you do down there? You're just, like give food to people and then leave or like what, what did you do <laughs> it was definitely one of those short-term ones it was it was about 12 days long uh -huh. is that uh island called saint kitts and um we did we spent like the first couple of days just um helping out a missionary family there um mm -hmm. just taking care of them um and then we we did some stuff ourselves like we had a uh three or four day um summer Bible school for a local school there mm -hmm. um, because they uh, in St. Kitts they they have school pretty much all year round they don't necessarily teach all year round so they still kind of have like a summer term but the kids still like go and they don't really never necessarily have anything planned there so uh, they gave us like a few days to lead there so mm, interesting okay what's something you maybe learned about yourself while on that trip um it definitely broadened my horizons a bit it, it, the world seemed a little bit bigger um, it was, it was definitely, it, it was eye-opening just to see what kind of like need there was, um, in that country. It was, it was a, it's a small island and it was going under like some political issues back then. Um, sure. and there was this, there what was this year disparity. was that? Uh, this would have been 2014, I want to say. Mm, okay. Um, but yeah, it was, I think probably one of the more shocking things was that we, we saw both like the main island and some of the poorer neighborhoods um and we also saw kind of the touristy area um we visited that one day where you know the big giant cruise ships come in and drop off um a whole bunch of american people mm -hmm. and just the the difference between kind of the like the giant hotels there and the luxury there and then the rest of the island which was more reflective of like what true life was like there mm -hmm. um it just showed um, I guess, I think how much of a, I don't know how much we don't like, we, we can, we can talk about how, how much of the world is in need of, of, of Jesus and of help, um, of, of just, I don't know, all the good stuff that we already have. Um, and we can often just kind of like dismiss it or kind of not like, kind of a, 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 like, I don't know, cast it out of our minds temporarily. Mm -hmm. So um, it was definitely eye-opening for me. It was my first experience like that. Hundred percent, yeah, definitely a bit more of a wealth gap, that's for sure, mm -hmm. or at least more noticeable. No, actually, we still got a pretty bad one in this country, especially after this last year. But uh, anyway, so you said you really liked your youth group leader. What is what's something that was that you really liked about him? He was not afraid to talk about more difficult theological topics, such um, as he was. He was my first exposure to um, soteriology, which is What's kind of that? the debates between um, soteriology is the study of salvation, mm -hmm. and it, like it's not it it it's it's not just the gospel itself, but it's like what is the kind of like the function behind the gospel? Why why does it, like how exactly does it work that a person is saved? Um, and it's it's more um, it kind of gets into like second and third tier issues a lot. Um, which is just like things that aren't necessarily you don't want to divide a church over, but they're def they're definitely things to kind of know, and there's definitely some disagreement and debate there. Um, so that that involves things like Calvinism, Arminianism. Um, those were the main two uh, schools of thought that he exposed us to, and it was definitely difficult stuff for me to wrap my mind around. But it was cool that he was not afraid to bring that up uh, among like high school age kids and get us thinking about that. And having that first exposure kind of set me on a course to. Um, over time, dig more deeply into that kind of stuff um, to try to get to know the Lord, get to know God better. Um, to to just think about um, think about Him more, think about the Bible more, and exactly like how it works. And I think that over time, like that eventually led me here, 
to kind of the Bible courses that we have here and the really good deep biblical teaching. Um, and there's, there's like, I don't know. I feel like it matters to me a lot more because of that experience. Mm. So. What was, what made it so difficult initially, like about that specific concept of the inner workings of salvation? Like, why is that? I'm just probing. That's all. Uh, all right. That's fair. That's fair. Um, it definitely gets into some things where it's like the Bible's not super clear about exactly like it says like it says that God knows all things, um, and people often or people often think of the issue like, well, did God know that He was going to create people who would sin? Did God know who would be saved and who wouldn't be saved, or was He choosing? Was He in charge of who is saved, or do we have that choice ourselves? Um, and that's where the main two schools of thought between Arminianism and Calvinism split. And exactly seeing how the Bible um, demonstrates, like what what it is that what it means for God to have foreknowledge, mm-hmm. and what it means for us to be saved by faith alone through grace. Um, it's sometimes in some places the Bible is very clear, some people, but in some places people interpret it differently, and it's not it's not always easy, especially for uh, a person who's just getting into college to understand that stuff. So yeah, no, and just to be clear, uh, Calvinism that is like predestination. That's like God picked them out mm-hmm. and then arminianism is where like people make that choice for themselves mm-hmm. right right okay <laughs> there you go <laughs> in case someone's listening is like what <laughs> what why <laughs> um all right yeah i know that's fair so definitely a lot of development there i'm curious so obviously kind of talked a bit about this kind of like you know kind of developing in this area but just i kind of want to look overall spectrum before i really get into more of like the transition but if you were to have a mirror opposite of yourself what would that look like Ooh. um you know the uh people often wonder like i don't know i guess i guess a question that often comes up in you know the personality test and everything is whether or not i'm ISTJ. organized <laughs> yeah i'm not i don't i don't really get into those i find it's i find a lot of the personality tests definitely like i feel like i'm being overly categorized and it's 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 hard oh, to it's great hard, like i often i often like take tests and they were literally put in like split hairs over like like on the istj or test or whatever, or whatever. that that strange test is like i'm literally 50 percent one letter 50 percent the opposite um mm-hmm. that usually has to do with like my organizational skills so mm-hmm. i don't know maybe someone who's like either completely disorganized or completely perfectly organized mm-hmm. um but um there's that or um i guess well, I'm definitely an introvert, so someone who starts conversations mm. would probably be the opposite of me. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, them tests can be weird. Uh, I know the other day, I think I took a, not going to go down this route too much, but just to scrape the surface, I think I took like a political compass test the other day. I was like, wow, I didn't think I, I was more in one direction than I thought of myself. I was like, oh, I didn't realize I was that <laughs> leaning that much of that opposite direction of what I thought. So it's like you never know what these opinions of that can oh, yeah. show you. See, the problem I have with those tests is that they don't give you an option to say, I don't like politics and then just take you to oh, a different place off the map. <laughs> I can't say the same for myself, but yeah, no, it's it's it, yeah, it's it's confusing, that's for sure. Um I guess I don't know. Let's I'll just throw this question out there we go down that rabbit trail because if i start on that i'll just go if you could make a five minute call <laughs> if you could make a five minute call to your younger self when would you call and what would you say Ooh. oof oh there's a lot of places you gotta pick one you gotta pick oh one. gosh um, should i draw a list hmm where would i go maybe i don't know i could call back to like my mid to late elementary school self all right yes and probably just you know i don't don't know i think either that or middle school would be a good time to just you know call and say hey you can probably start expanding your bubble just a little bit your comfort zone you know middle school okay (laughs) i don't know i was that was probably I don't know I feel like I've I've branched out a little bit since then mm. still kept the introvert part of me yeah, but it's middle school you're comparing yourself to so yeah I've never met middle school Jake but I can imagine it's... 
don't know. I just I, I, there was there were some friends I had back then, and I just I think I could have I could have done better to to spend better time with them. That was more quality, and just I don't know. So maybe maybe something like that. Hundred percent. That makes sense. All right. Yeah. No. Because I mean, you never know what you have until you lose it. Usually. So. It's true. Appreciate the little things, right? So kind of going from that phase to college earlier, you kind of said like the farthest away you felt from home was going to college, essentially, which is fair. I kind of agree with that in my own experience as well. Um, What would you say was a big change you had to make in that transition or decided to make? Some people will go off to school and reinvent themselves. Like I know I I can think of at, at least one person on the top of my mind that flat out decided to start going by their middle name and that they're like, Oh, well, you know, reinvent yourself. Right. <laughs> um, anything like that, or maybe even just to a smaller degree to adjust. Um, I definitely had to come become at least a little bit more organized for one, for one thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think probably the biggest adjustment wasn't necessarily when, when I was entering college, but it was kind of in that midway point where I was thinking about changing my major um, to what it is now to what it is now and just kind of saying like all right you know for a long time you've kind of had this vision that you weren't as sure of as you thought you were um like i don't know i i had thought about myself as being a mechanical engineer all this all the way until like or starting as, as early as like elementary school like third grade um so that was a long-term vision of mine and just i don't know i kind of had to make an adjustment when i when i was facing that issue to say like hey it's it's okay to make a plan. Just realize you can't actually see five or ten years in the future as much as people would like you to be able to. Um, but it was definitely a time when I had to like readjust and relearn like what it meant to trust in God, what it meant to trust in His sovereignty, uh, and to also like take action and do things, mm-hmm. um, do make decisions for myself, and um, not just sit around and be scared of making decisions. You know. Mm-hmm. So not, not be, not be afraid of change for one thing. Yeah, so. no, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Usually the fear of something is more potent than the actual thing itself. So that's true. Um, but yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Just kind of going from transitioning from home to here. It's, it's a big step, you know, it's all so far. How far is the drive from here to two and a half hours? Oh, that's not too bad. That's not too bad, the same no. for me with Akron. So that's about the same. I get that. All right, so we both kind of knew each other from track, so I guess um, we can also chit-chat about our time at, you know, running college. But for me, I kind of want to rewind a little because you mentioned you started in eighth grade, thought you'd hate it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure track and field, you can start running in seventh grade, maybe. I don't know if things are different for you guys. Indianapolis, it was sixth grade for us, oh. in public school at least. Some people got a head start. I don't know how they did that. Nerds, that's but. how they did it, <laughs> or other way. So I did cross country sixth grade, and, and? boy, I was slow. Like, imagine De- running. Define slow, do you remember? <laughs> I think my worst race was probably at least a 21-minute 3K. Oh, come on. Get out of here. You're also talking to a sprinter, so. Fair. Uh, that's, I, I was, well. For helpful terms, that's probably about an 11-minute mile. Never mind, that is pretty terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, Even I can do that. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I don't know. I had not done a ton of exercise. It's also sixth grade. No one goes right. back and says, man, I was a star in sixth grade. Well, it's Look also with track, so who cares? Yeah. I'm sorry. So, I was, that was still when I was, I was like anti track. Eventually, I, I also tried baseball in seventh grade and wanted to see how that went. But and? Wow, I can't catch. I can't sprint. I can't throw. And I can't hit. And those are four qualities that some of which you may need if you want to make a seventh grade baseball team. Yeah, so. It definitely helps. <laughs> so, um, but eighth grade. Eighth grade was when um, I, got a little, I spent a little more time with cross country, um, enjoyed it a little bit more. And then... I was like, all right, well, other sports didn't work out. I want to do something. Mm-hmm. Let's try track. And honestly, in that time, I think my dad was my coach. Um, that's that's how I think of it. Like, I sure, we had a school coach. He wasn't a distance guy. So my dad coached me. He was, um, he had gotten into running when he was, I think, in his 30s or something because of my sister who had joined cross country. Um, so it, it kind of became like a family thing. Um, starting with our, starting with him and with our generation, 
And so he kind of coached me through it, through getting more miles. And uh, that that spring, I was the top distance guy on our team. That wasn't saying much. It was a it was a no. small public middle school. Hey, but, but you were still the best, and that's <laughs> all that matters, right? Yeah. Did the mile? Did the twenty? Did the twenty four hundred? That was a middle school event. The twenty four hundred. Why? Mile and a half. I did those those two races at every meet, and wow, it was a blast. Um, so that's that's kind of where I started. And forgive me, I'm kind of losing track of what the question was at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> basically answer just like, how did things start essentially? So, oh, okay. Good. No, you're doing good. You're doing, good, so you're I, doing I was staying good. on track. You're doing a fantastic man. Please yeah. continue. Um, but yeah, it was after that I did my first ever half marathon. That was incredible. What time did you get? That was, um, it was a one forty, I think a one hour and 40 minutes. My dad beat me by twenty minutes. Oof! But it was it I'm was sure okay. He rubbed it in. <laughs> nah, not really. He no, he's oh. he had spent a lot more time doing that. Oh. Uh, he was he, he. The nice thing about um, the runners in my family and just the, a lot of the runners I've met in general is that they have a very good sense of exactly like what in the sport is good, what it takes for someone to get started, um, and like where you are in your journey, what's what's good for you, and what's actually competitive good, competitively oh. good. So there's not, um, there, it, it's like a healthy level of competitiveness where like, you know, you know what you can do and what you can't. Oh. So, um, but you also know, you all, you always know that you can get better. So honestly, like a lot of running is just a brown, like pushing your limits and, um, basically telling your body, no, you don't think you can do this, but you actually can. You can go one step further. You can one go, go one step faster. Uh, so I kind of learned that over time. I picked up kind of like the quirks of running, what's what's good about it, what's fun about it, what makes it easier, what makes it harder. Uh, and I don't know, it just it became a real joy in my life. And uh, I met a lot of cool friends through it. So through high school and through definitely through college, like I've grown close to a lot, a lot of cool guys in college because of running. Mm. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Cool guys like me, right? <laughs> you're like, whatever. Oh, you're included. Okay. We got um, some cool talks. Like this one? Like this one. Sure. Um, okay, so, yeah, no, it's definitely... it's. Did you, uh, did you ever, like, go to state or anything like that? I did go to state for cross-country in Look high school. this guy, all right. It was an interesting story how that happened. Um, I was right on the edge. We you, So they send... They send 12 guys to state in high school um, as a roster, but really only seven guys race. So the three meets prior to that, sectionals, regionals, semi-state, those are all your chances to um, figure out who those seven are going to be. Um, my sectionals race was pretty bad, I think, if I remember correctly. Well, you know, that, that was pretty long ago. It was freshman year, so I'm not 100% sure exactly what that race was like, but Anyway, it, whatever it came out to, like there was, it was, it was close call between me and like two other guys, and so we had like a runoff, like a like a three k race, um, in between sectionals and regionals to figure out who would be racing from there, and um, someone else beat me, so mm. I lost that spot. But he got injured in regionals race, <laughs> yes, which got me right back in at yes. semi state. <laughs> I shouldn't say yes. So, <laughs> I was running our seven. I was running as our seventh guy. Um, they only score the top five. So your six is your backup, and your seven is your backup backup. But, but <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not a ha it's not a super awesome ending. Um, but basically, I got like a free ticket to state that year, um, and go. ran a what was slow for those slow slow in high school is eighteen minute pace for, for us. So for a five k for us. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I ran know. an 18, 18 minute at state, but it was still a cool experience. I got to run on the Terre Haute co course. That's nice. very well known course nationally um they often run the ncaa race there so mm. um but yeah so i got to go state then and that was it that was the only time i ever raced at state but you still ran at it so yes. and fun fact one of my teammates now alex weber is actually his name is on the back of my state shirt from that year i did not realize it i did not know who he was but we did actually race together and we were wow. only about a minute apart wow. in the race so i mean i guess he's well I find him hard to miss, but I also know him, so I'm sure if I didn't know him, I'd be like, eh, like. No, According no. to his testimony, he he has he had hair back then, so maybe Pick wouldn't have recognized him. Happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, what would I don't know? What's 
Well, it's gone down since I've graduated, I guess. I don't know, because you went to college. I, I mean, I guess being selfish, I know kind of a few of the years there, but, you know, you adjusted. We kind of talked a bit about mm-hmm. scheduling and stuff. I assume track is probably up the same alley, finding people, getting to know them, but I don't know, what have I missed out on? It seems like we've had a few things uh, stop and come back and yeah. a bit of a resurrection going on. So what 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 what's the what's the word on the street? <laughs> well, honestly... I hate to bring it up, but a lot of the impact, a lot of the changes that have happened, I guess, in the past year or so have really just been due to COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I still remember we, uh, I don't know, I was I was having a, a swell indoor season last year. I was PRing at literally every race. I broke mm-hmm. 16 for the first time. I've been trying for about four years to do that. Um, so I was, yeah. I was. Yep, 1558. Yes. Mm. I was hyped up. Um, and. We were we were all thinking, man, it was going to be a crazy outdoor season. The way it was looking, we were going to be f- um, just just flying and beating people from the conference. Um, but wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah, we were doing a. I think it was a. I want to say it was a K workout on the outdoor track, and we knew that the the uh, the disease was on the rise, but um, we weren't sure exactly what decisions were going to be made when. It was during that workout we uh we we got it i think we've i think we finished it we walked over to coach o and he was like yeah gmac's gonna be meeting tonight to talk about what's gonna happen honestly it sounds like it's gonna be canceled season's gonna be over Hmm. um and that was a reality that i should have known was coming based on the news like it wasn't it wasn't all that sudden necessarily we i think we should have seen it coming but yes but they also do make a big deal out of these things a lot so Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean I, I was in the camp of like, I ain't going to shut things down. And then they did. I was like, oh, yeah. well, <laughs> here we are. So, yeah, I think uh, I think a few of us were not necessarily like mentally prepared for the ramifications of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was sad. We we had to we had to see our seniors go early because we were also Rip. leaving leaving campus yep. um, and going to online school, um, which stunk. I we had a, a massive senior class that year. Yes. For the distance team, at least. And. Having to see them all go early, we we developed definitely a lot of close friendships with them. Mm-hmm. Um, they were de- there was a lot of a lot of really good leaders in that group um, mm-hmm. who had been like a couple of them had been like very helpful guides to me. Yep. Um, but yeah, so uh, went home after that semester, came back, and we didn't have a cross country season. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, no. I'm sorry, I'm remembering things incorrectly. We did have a cross-country season, but it was constantly under threat. We had to get COVID tests um, constantly, and um, we eventually did get get uh, we we got hit. One of our we we had a uh, we had a really good first meet over at Taylor University in Indiana. Mm-hmm. We won the meet when we were still very hyped. Um, but it was after that meet that one of one one of our guys tested positive. Three of ours tested positive. I think one or three of them actually like actually enough, got the disease, and then a couple more po- um, tested enough positive to make an impact. And yeah, we'd all been pretty darn close together. So Faith Hall, Faith Hall, Faith Hall. I did not go to Faith Hall. <laughs> oh, thank goodness I was still here. But oh yeah, they probably um, won't make you go there if you live off campus. Those guys that tested positive did go to Faith, and Rip. the remainers got locked up in Lawler. So I didn't I, see him for. Uh, it was two weeks, and Gross. I was stuck here, not going to classes for two weeks. So that I think really affected us all a lot. We um, it hurt our training a ton, and we we came back afterwards, and our next two races were just they weren't fun. Or people um, probably out of shape or like messed mm-hmm. up to some extent, you know. So yeah, we weren't we weren't really happy to see like, I don't know. We we went to GMAC that that semester and. Um, it was just, it was a rough showing for us. We we were hyped going in and pretty bummed going out. Mm. Um, a lot of guys, a lot of guys, just kind of yeah. It was it was a rough race. So um, and afterwards, now we're in track season, and 
still kind of getting the short end of the stick every once in a while. Um, they like COVID test. I think I was talking to someone about this the other week. It's like they COVID test like a fraction of the team every week. 25%. Yeah. Do they do it's the nose or the anal swab? Oh gosh. <laughs> Didn't know you were going to go there. Nose. What? Come on. Nose. Thank goodness. Nose. Nose. <laughs> yes. Thankfully it's, it's the less, less invasive nose, oh, nose test rather than the one that makes you bleed from your brains. But, um, <laughs> the anal test. Jeez Louise. <laughs> How are they shoving that thing up there anyway? Um, gosh, threw me off there. Yeah, I did. All right, so anyway, they COVID test 25% of the team. Yeah, um, and we had we had one race where um, some of the guys were not able to go um, this, this spring for indoor season. So, mm-hmm. And it's just been, ever since, it's just been because of different regulations and some things going on behind the scenes that, honestly, we don't really understand. Um mm-hmm that we have we just we haven't been having good competition to race with a ton so i don't know i think right now it's it's been kind of a tough indoor season still having hopes for gmac this weekend mm-hmm. um, oh yeah there you go what you running me i'm i'm in the mile the i mile. i'm i'm one of the most out of shape guys right now this is season. that so yeah um winter training was not very fun for me i bet long story short but um let's see but yeah so but some of our guys are still running the 3K, 5K, and they're looking to catch up with those guys that have been having some better races than us. So wait, have you even run? I've got your. St- I'm looking. Oh, you at got your my stats. Oh yeah, no, I, I I come prepared. I'm not seeing a mile. Do you run it this year or? I have not run a mile this year. That is not my normal event. Then how did you get into? Don't you have to qualify for GMAC or they just? No, oh, it's coach NCCs. entries. Oh, yeah. sorry. I it's been a while. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So it was kind of a mix of like what's happening with the entire team and what's happening with me. Long, like mm-hmm. it, I guess the way what's been going on for me, I guess, is just that it, it's been a very humbling season mm. compared to last year. You know, last year I was on the high of like PRing every race. This year, uh, walking off of winter season where I didn't really, I don't know, it was it was tough to get motivated a ton, um, just because of how how the last the previous season had ended um, and. I don't know. So training, training wasn't really where it should be. And that was, it was on me. It was totally me. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's, so the season's been a lot of consequences of that lately. Uh, just some rough races, not getting the times that I want, but um, I don't know. I've kind of, I've accepted that, faced it. Hmm. And it was definitely a learning experience for me. Um, I think stages of grief here. <laughs> something that I think a lot of, sorry. No, you're good. Go on. I think a lot of runners, at some point we'll have to face this this kind of point of running in their life where you realize that like you realize like what kind of work you have to put in and exactly what it takes what motivates you what what actually gets you going why do you love running why do you do it um and if you don't keep that right in front of you you can often be vulnerable just to your own mind or your anything that anything that wants to put you down and say that you're not it's it's not worth it it's not worth the strain or you can take one more day off and it won't hurt you or mm. Um, I think a lot of people, maybe not every runner, some people are just crazy good self-motivated. Um, and I think that's, that's definitely admirable quality, uh, that I don't have. So same, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it, it was a humbling experience just to see, you know, I see, I, I, I still have this opportunity to cheer on my guys. Um, I think part of the reason I'm still in track and in cross country, um, even after some of the changes that went in the previous years is because I get to be with these guys and I get to cheer them on even when I'm having a rough time or even if someone if one of them is having a rough time I get to come up alongside them um and and encourage them to get back um so I don't know a lot of that that kind of keeps me going still still being able to watch them race uh, and cheer them on and push them and work out still and support them in any way I can um and eventually come back to where I was before I hope um I've got like five weeks of training left and i think it's looking good for having an outdoor season this year uh even with covid and everything we it seems it seems like things are things are working out that regulations are getting a little a little more lax mm-hmm. uh, so i think we we've, we've got big potential i guess to to grow this year gotcha out of all that you mentioned some highs lows and feel free to get close to the mic on this one um you mentioned some highs and lows what would you attribute your highest point and your lowest point too 
Um, just a in... just a whole thing. So it doesn't have to be in this COVID. Ah. But is it in there or is it somewhere else? Hmm. A high point at least was last year when I broke sixteen. Finally, highest point or highest that you're willing to admit? Um, first one that comes to mind. I'll put mm. it that way. Um, there was, I guess, my freshman year, I ran a 10k, and it was it was it was a really fun one. Um, it was kind of solo because it was a it was a small meet where they didn't enter a ton of people in the in the 10k. Mm-hmm. But um, I ran what is still currently my PR at that race, so that was probably a candidate for high point but it wasn't like it's not it's not a time i'm still satisfied with um whereas that that breaking 16 moment last year that was that was a goal i'd been working on ever since high school Mm. and i think finally getting there um it wasn't just a matter of oh it just took a long time and it was eventually gonna happen anyway and it was just like oh i just had to get stronger um i think there was a lot of lessons i learned between those times about um, about what motivates me to run, um, and about, um, what it takes to get stronger and what it means to be, um, like what, why, why running takes humility too. Um, because I think there was, there was definitely a time in high school when I was, I was really putting pressure on myself to get faster and to be one of those top guys on the team that Mm -hmm. would lead them to state. Um, and we had some disappointments there. Mm. Um, and I think, um, I think in some in some ways I was putting a ton of pressure on myself in high school just to be better and to make these achievements on my own. Um, and I think over time I realized that that was kind of a it was almost an issue where I was like I was idolizing running and I was kind of forming my identity around it. Hmm. And putting so much pressure on myself made it so that when I I could I could excel in the workouts and then I get to work, I get to race day and I'd be like man, I, is this the point or is this going to be another failure for me? And mm. getting in that mindset of just pessimism uh, kind of threw me down. So, uh, but in Cedarville, I feel like I kind of learned uh, a better purpose for running and a better meaning behind it. Uh, we have this chant that we say on the on the distance team. Uh, it's just, it, it, I mean, it's simple. We just go one, uh, one, two, three, all for the glory of God. And... Um, seeing that we that we say that and then also learning from watching the guys um the seniors who were there when i was a freshman um the guys in between who have been ahead of me um watching them and living with them and learning from them taught me exactly what it means to do things for the glory of god it means that i'm not a runner who happens to be a christian i am a christian who happens to be a runner um so first and foremost is that I do everything as a means of service to God, as a means of worship to God. Uh, sometimes it's a little hard to see um, that in running. Exactly like, like I don't know what 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 good does God get out of you out of you running fast? And it's it's true that he doesn't like. There's a there's a verse that my dad read to me back in high school. It's it's from it's from the Psalms. It says um, he does not take pleasure in the legs of the man or the strength of a horse. But he takes pleasure in those who fear them, uh, fear him, um, and that's that's the, of course that that reverent fear for God, and that that loving fear who um, people who want to who want to know him better, who want to develop a relationship with him, um, and running is a way of saying, hey, you've given me this gift. It doesn't. It's not a special strength of mine. It's not like winning races doesn't um, doesn't necessarily glorify God, but doing it in such a way where I can be humble, where I can be a light to other people, where it can be an opportunity to compete with people who don't believe in God, um, and then afterwards talk to them and develop relationships with them and show them that what competition is to me is maybe different from what it is to them because because um, I don't I do not do it for myself. Um, and I, I do it somewhat for my team, but not even just for my team. I do it just to demonstrate that God has given me something and I want to give it back to him. Um, that's kind of something that I learned while I was at Cedarville. Hmm. So a light to not only others but also to yourself. Um, I didn't plan on asking this, but since we went down this path, I'm just going to ask it. So I wrote my little note there. Um, so you mentioned kind of Christian, all that. Um, I'm curious. You'll be like, "Oh, what's your testimony?" Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to ask that because uh, we kind of mentioned that. I was like, "So why?" Like bringing it back to square one. I was 
kind of young. I, w- I was pretty young when, I, I mean, I grew up in a, a home of people who believed in God. Um, so I was, I was raised in at least the knowledge of the Bible. Um, and it was always, it was always an important part of my life. Um, and I definitely had a desire to love and follow God, but I think sometimes I definitely like, I don't know it, it at different stages of life. I had more of more or less of a mature knowledge of what that meant of how it meant to, for me to just, just to obey God and live in my own world versus living in such a way where I'm actually loving other people um, and developing deeper relationships and wanting to make uh, my faith like the first and foremost thing about me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think some of that is still developing, to be honest. But um, I think definitely some formative years for me were in high school, um, formative years for my faith, that is, uh, and not necessarily in a positive way, was in high school when um, I was I was definitely like, Everyone knew, or at least most people, I think, knew that I was a Christian, Mm -hmm. that I had trusted in Jesus to be my savior for my sins. Um, And he had had paid a a real debt that I had owed. Um, But I don't know that I ever talked to anyone about that very much. It it wasn't something I was super open about um, because, not, not because I didn't care about it, but because I was kind of afraid to. I was afraid of other people and what they thought of me. I was afraid of losing relationships with some friends that I had back then. Um, and I think it was a real shame because I think hiding that actually was more detrimental to those friendships than me, um, than it would have been for me to share that and be open with that. Um, yeah. So I guess that's... What was that specific moment that you decided... What do you mean? You know, where it's like, oh, Jesus, you're my Lord, you know, like that. You know, oh, that like, specific moment specific... when I trusted him? Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah, That I mean, like I said, that was when I was really young. That was when I was like four. Um, gotcha, so you're not one of those where it's like, oh, I told everybody I thought it, then like I got older, then I really meant it later, kind of one of those. Or... No, no, I wasn't. Um, But I think it's just just what it meant to actually like live out the Great Commission and actually like love for the people that was something i had i i had to learn to do and kind of get out of my own little world um and make my faith um more god-centric than me-centric i think there was a lot of kind of self-service in in being being the i guess the kid in high school who who didn't do all the same things that other people did or talked about um Mm -hmm. honestly in some ways that became a false identity because there was there was sometimes when i was acting differently in high school than when than i was when i was on my own so Mm -hmm. Um, so there's, I guess what I've come to, what I've had to face kind of in the past years is just conviction over like hypocrisy, um, Mm. and ways in which I, I pushed other people away, um, when I should have been, um, I guess drawing them in and then pointing them to Christ and showing them his goodness, um, and really demonstrating that like this, like it's, like me not telling you about my faith and me hiding that from you, that's not me caring for you. Even if you don't like my faith, even if you don't mm-hmm. agree with it, even if you think it's, even if you think it makes me crazy or if you think I'm in like some sort of weird cult or something. <laughs> yeah. Like uh-huh. if I hide that from you, it's, I don't know. I kind of like the way Pendulette put it. He's an atheist. Mm-hmm. And he says like, if, if you think you know, the way to save someone or the, the way to eternal life. And I, I'm not directly quoting this. I can't remember exactly what he's saying. Paraphrase, yeah. Paraphrase in this way. Um, if, you think, if you think you know the way to save someone from like uh, a life-altering consequence or event and you don't tell them, then that's a sign that you hated that person. Um, mm. You didn't really care for them because you held the most what you think is the most important thing for anyone to know. You held that knowledge from them, um, and whether that's for your own comfort or you're trying to save your friendship, uh, I learned the hard way that that can actually cause you to distance from a person a lot more because they don't really know the most crucial thing about you. They don't really know you, um, and so I want. I guess what I want now is to learn to develop better relationships with other people that mimics my relationship with God in such a way that 
the way he he knows me and the way that I know him is not just surface level, not just book knowledge, but it's it's we we talk with each other. We um, I confess things to him and he he disciplines me, but he also loves me and he walks beside me and he guides me uh, and he provides for me, too. Um, and in that way that I can be that I know I can boldly approach him because Jesus Christ made a way for me to do that uh, by being simultaneously the high priest and the final sacrifice. Um, like that, that I can have that closeness, closeness with him. That means that that's something that I want to share with other people that I want to have that closeness with them where they can, where we can be open with each other, where we can be honest about what we believe and what we think. And, um, ultimately that that can be a sign of actual like loving people rather than just being afraid of you know making things a little uncomfortable so fair enough yeah no and it's it's always kind of like a i don't know like in my thoughts at times uh, sometimes i'm like well you know like like it is like a big thing to talk about so Mm -hmm. it's like that awkwardness of like hey you like you know basically i think if you continue believing this it's not going to go down very well um i know i'll have like good like even at work for me i'll have good conversations with some people about it sometimes that we're just flat out like yeah we disagree with each other but hey mm-hmm. it was a good conversation like usually if you're like willing to listen they give mm-hmm. you the time of day but yeah no just like kind of like i don't know sometimes it's am i afraid to talk about it or is it just like i don't mm-hmm. know like i mean I mean, I know politics and religion are, like, way different, but it's, like, there's certain things that's, like, you know, I probably wouldn't bring it up, not because I am ashamed of it. It's just, like, mm-hmm. I, don't know, it's, I don't know. There's a time and place, but also, like, the time and place. Like, as you said, if – I know one time I was talking to someone at another job I had. It's, like, yeah, I know, like, I don't know if you want to hear this or not, but it's, like, hey, like, who would I to be if I, like, say I care about you and, like, don't talk to you about this? Yeah. Like, even if you don't listen to a – thing i say you know it's like I don't know. at least i did my part mm-hmm. and i think that i think honestly as i i, I kind of watch what's happening now um i think the world's kind of missing missing that that ability to have like discussions about things that we do disagree with I and agree. realize that it doesn't mean that you hate someone mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that you're judging someone or taking some authority that you don't have or some knowledge that you don't have like mm-hmm. we got to be level with each other we know nothing Oh, yeah. Well, and there's people that have faiths that they've believed their whole life that would view us just the same way. Like, oh, yeah, this person's probably going to hell, you know, or, you know, Uh like, or whatever, you know. So, Mm -hmm. like, well, I don't know. (laughs) Just that ability to, like, listen to each other and not make caricatures caricatures of each other's arguments and beliefs, but to really deal with the genuine genuine thing and not be afraid to ask questions, not be Mm. afraid to answer questions either or to say that I don't know. That's, yeah, that's, honestly, that's probably the biggest thing. Because, like, I mean, for me, like, I've read the Bible. I've studied it for a while. I haven't done the greatest of job, I'm sure, recently. But anyway, um, like, there's even things like that. I, I don't know. It's like, I'll try to figure yeah. it out. But, you know, or you have to relearn things. You know, some at one moment, then you kind of forget. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how atheists do it. I don't have enough faith to be an atheist, to be honest. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean... I, I guess general revelation you can come away with a you see God or you don't I guess but still like I just don't have the faith to be an atheist like <laughs> as weird as that sounds love that phrase no seriously it's like mm-hmm. explosions created some and then all this like I mean cool but like it just mm-hmm. it's too complicated for my simplistic mind <laughs> 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 oh gosh anyway but I've never prided myself over being smart either, so obviously. Um, if you weren't, so, if by because we were talking about Trek, if you weren't a distance runner, what would you have been, though? Like, if, if you couldn't do distance running, but you had to be in track and field, what event would you do? Oh, uh, You know, Oof. I don't know if I can honestly say it, but I really want to. No, I've what, always what been intrigued by the pole vault. Pole vault, all right. It's now I'm a I'm a man who has zero upper body strength, so maybe I would never. You have said been a good it, not fit. me. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I feel like, at least for me, and maybe this is true for other people, is that there's there's an event other than mine that I just have an intense respect for, just because of how difficult 
it looks and how awesome it looks when when you achieve something the great. 200 meter dash <laughs> <laughs> sure sure <laughs> um but yeah yeah I, I don't know i always thought pole vault looked intriguing and i know it does. i sometimes wonder like how did we come up with that i was like ah what's the best test of either speed or strength or jumping ability oh yes let's take a stick and jump over another stick using the first stick yeah i don't know people can be very competitive and make a competition out of anything so i don't know in all honesty i probably would have had to end up a sprinter because legs is all i've got i mean maybe a jumper maybe i'm like i'm sizing you up right now maybe and this makes this looks like a person that's got hops not high <laughs> not high jump no no not high jump but maybe oh, okay. long jump interesting maybe long jump yeah I, yeah high like i'm sorry but i mean maybe <laughs> maybe i i mean it's not much weight to get up there but you know yeah i don't know all right well that's all I got for like stupid questions. What what would you say is something you'd want to be, I guess, remembered for on the team? Because this is, I know, your junior year. Next year, you still got your senior year, big it's senior. True. So, um, what a, I don't know. Usually for me, like I would start looking like into the next year of like, all right, what are some things that I might want to like spend my last year like being ready to do? Hmm. That's a tough one. Wow. Um. If I had, if I had to say that, that like there's there's something that I want them to remember me for, I I want to I want to at least strive to be the guy who even though he wasn't ever the fastest and he knew he never was going to be, he at least like set some form of example of, I guess how to learn from your mistakes and how to put in um, the amount of work necessary to get better, um, to actually have that that drive to get better even though like i mean just because it's like i said it, it, it's like running can't be just about you it's got to be about something bigger than you um at, at the very least about a team um and doing whatever you can even though maybe you're the seventh man at state or you're the guy who you know had a rough season one year and is on the way back trying to build back up but isn't quite where he used to be um at the very least like to demonstrate that there's 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 things you can there's mistakes you can come back from and there's there there can be a drive to to just get better even even though you, even though you know you'll never be the best. Hmm. Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you, Jake. This has been a fantastic conversation. Thank uh, you. Thank you, audience, for tuning in so far. Uh, to wrap things up, you have one final piece of advice, whether that be partner related to our conversation today or maybe just something else in life um what would that be hmm i thought about this throughout the entire uh i did tell you that whenever yes, you we did. started i was like this is coming <laughs> um so there's no circling back on this one i guess just be aware or be looking for ways that you can you can step outside your comfort zone to the benefit of someone else um, there's the, uh, actually that this isn't necessarily my own advice, but it's, a, it's advice that has really stuck with me. It came from my roommate who, my former roommate who, um, got it from someone else before him. And it's, uh, it's the phrase inconvenience yourself to convenience others. Um, so I think that's, I don't know. I think it's pretty self-explanatory, but fair enough to quote, uh, Ecclesiastes, uh, there's nothing new under the sun, right? So <laughs> we're all just plagiarizing everybody, right? <laughs> All right, fair enough. Inconvenience yourself to convenience others. Do you have any, uh, before we wrap this up, is there anybody you'd like to shout out before we wrap this up? Uh, sure. Um, I'll shout out Paige. I told her I was going to be on the podcast today, and she was looking forward to it. So what's up, Paige? Hello and, there, Paige. It's been a while. And uh, Cooper, uh, you were wondering who Wade Kaiser is? This is Wade Kaiser. Nice to meet you, Cooper. Maybe we'll go celebrate or something after this. <laughs> Hopefully his reputation preceded him. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry to disappoint. All right. And one more. Shout outs to Ethan Sullivan. Uh, haven't heard from you in a while, but I just want to let you know, like a lot of stuff that I've learned in the past years was because of um, stuff you taught me. So thank you. Good job, Sully. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. It's been a great discussion. Uh, thank you, Jake, for being here, or me being here, I guess, whatever you want to call it. It's 
Fantastic. Thank you, audience, for uh, tuning in and listening. Uh, it's been a great episode. And, well, like always, have a nice day.